0: Hello, this is Angelique with the Gaston County Public Library, and I'm back with Andrew for another episode of Andrew Really Really Loves Award Shows. Um, Today we're doing Emmy Predictions, so Andrew, let's get started. Well, thank you for having me back. It's always a shock. Um, I always enjoy being here on Gaston Speaks. Uh, Well, Emmy season is almost over. I'm kind of happy because my mind has already started floating towards the Oscars. Um, We've had the Venice and Telluride Film Festivals this year, and there's just tons of new stuff. A lot of them from excellent directors. The new Palace, Ortonino. The new Pedro Almodovar, Dune from Denis Villeneuve, which I'm really excited about. The new Pablo Lorraine, Diana biopic. Diana biopic, which is uh, Kristen 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 Stewart. Wow, I really thought it was a terrible actress. But apparently she's really great in this. So uh, the new Jane Campion. So it looks like it's going to be a great year for, for film. But I have to get through the Emmy season first. Um, so the Creative Arts Emmys will be on Saturday, September 11th and Sunday, September 12th. And then they'll actually air like a combined version of those um, on Saturday the 18th on FXX. Um, and then, of course, the Primetime Emmys will be held Sunday, September 19th at 8 p.m. on CBS. All right. So let's dive into your predictions. How about the drama category? Let's see who got Votist. <laughs> hashtag votest, votest. our new word we still have not made t-shirts so i'm very disappointed all right so uh, i'm going to do the whole will win could win should win like i did uh have, i've done before uh so i can kind of say who i think will win who could beat them and who i think should win so uh for for best drama series this is a battle between the crown and the mandalorian um they tied in terms of the total number of nominations and they're both going to win a lot of emmys over these two weekends Coming out of the creative arts, I can guarantee you that The Mandalorian is going to look like it's out front. But in the end, I think the crown will prevail. Um, it got so many acting nominations compared to just a few from The Mandalorian. And it also did, by, by the way, way, really well in the Craft Awards. And I also think it's more up the alley of current Emmy voters. I mean, let's face it. They're snobs. They're still older. Um, and something in, like The Mandalorian, no offense to it, it's, it's a good show. But it's, it's Disney, and it's Star Wars, and it's not necessarily something that normally wins these kind of awards. So I think it's going to be the crown. Um, I would personally also watch out for Lovecraft Country, who, despite getting canceled, 18 nominations, um, including one that we're going to talk about later that is um, unfortunately very sad today. Pose did very well for its final season, really finally kind of broke through in some other categories that it hadn't before. And, of course, The Handmaid's Tale, after the dip last year, came back really, really strong. Um, So I, I think it's going to be between those two, and I think it's going to be the crown, and I think it should. It was an awesome season. Okay, so for Best Actor in a Drama Series, um, this one's really tough, and I'm, I'm, I'm so close to switching. Um, I, I think it's between The Crown's Josh O'Connor, who's a personal favorite of mine, and, and Billy Porter, another personal favorite of mine, for Pose. Um, Josh O'Connor's fantastic in The Crown. He's never won an Emmy, and he did win some of like the Precursor Awards, but I don't think Billy Porter, I think the season aired after those awards, so he we've never seen them go head-to-head. Um, but Billy Porter won two years ago for Pose um, for the first season, this, this final season was jaw-dropping, and he in particular was the heart of it. Um, and like I said, it's done the best it's ever done in nominations across the board. I'm sticking with Josh O'Connor for right now just because I think the crown is so powerful that it's just going to kind of sweep – but I, I'm, I'm, if you hear Billy Porter's name, don't be surprised. Um, and I, I personally, for the should win, it could be either of them. I would also watch out for Regé-Jean Page, Regé-Jean Page, whatever his name is, for Bridgerton. It's a one season off, but people, people have, they, they love them some Regé-Jean Page. Um, I, Bridgerton did not do that well. It did get in for drama series, but it kind of missed a lot of things. So I really think this is between these two series, uh, these two actors in these two series. So best actress in a drama series, um, this one, this talent, Emma Corrin. Emma Corrin, Emma, Corrin, Emma Corrin. This talented young actress has won everything since she's premiered as princess diana i mean everything she's dominated the headlines she's been praised, praised across the board she's gotten new roles because of this performance she's the hottest ticket in television right now and i'd, I'd honestly be jaw-dropped if anyone else won um mj rodriguez would be an historic win uh for for pose that would be kind of cool and of course elizabeth moss she's only won once she's been nominated for like 46 emmys but she's only won once um she she you can never discount her but this is this is emma Corrin's to lose and i just i don't think that going to happen i think she's going to win so best supporting actor in drama series so for those of you who who uh were fans of the wire or or boardwalk empire or now lovecraft country this week we lost michael kenneth williams um he is one of the greatest character actors of our time he has been steadily working particularly on hbo productions He, he kind of goes back to those old days of the studios where the star would be attached to the studio and they would just keep plugging in projects. He just kept getting plugged in. He was Omar on The Wire, one of the greatest television characters in the history of the medium. And unfortunately, at the age of, I believe, 54, he passed away uh, this week. Um, Emmy voting had already ended, so it's not going to affect the voting. I really want him to win, and I wanted him to win. I wrote this script before he passed away. I wanted him to win for Lovecraft Country. Not only is he really great in that role, but He's never won an Emmy before, and this is his now his, his only chance to do so, unfortunately. But The Mandalorian has only a few chances to win acting awards, and I think voters are going to give it something big on Emmy night, even if it's not drama series. Um, it also happens to be that we've nominated the great Giancarlo Esposito now. I picked him last year for guest, and I didn't get him. Get right, Get it right. I'm picking him again, which now makes me think I'm not going to get it right again but um he's du- jumped up in a supporting actor the mandalorian's a lot more popular this year than it was last year with emmy voters and the competition's a lot less um so i i, I would love to see him win too because he, he has also never won an emmy despite being um a legend at this point um i was watching an old episode of living single and i was like oh there's Giancarlo esposito this guy's been steadily working and no offense But Star Wars acting and regular acting are just kind of two different worlds. Um, (laughs) They really are. I mean, they've had some of the greatest actors of our generation, greatest actors of all time. And they had Christopher Lee and uh, Sir Alec Guinness. And um, I don't think any of them would ever be considered their finest roles. Um, but it is Giancarlo Esposito. He's one of the only major acting uh, nominations, the only major one besides the guest categories uh, for The Mandalorian. And I think he's going to win. But I, I am so rooting for Michael Kenneth Williams. Um, and if he wins, it'd be even more poignant than we thought it was going to be. And it would be a really nice nod to an actor who we have lost way too soon. So I'm I'm looking I'm 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 hoping either way he gets his final moment at the Emmys and I'm I'm sure they're going to do a really great tribute to him and I hope they do. Um, so for best supporting actress in a drama series, look, Gillian J- Anderson has been dominating the awards circuit. She plays Mag- Margaret Thatcher um, in the third season of the Crown. Season the fourth season of the Crown. Um, no third season of the Crown. No fourth fourth season of the Crown. Anyway, sorry. Um, but they threw in a third uh, Crown actress with Emerald Fennel 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 Fennel. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> If you've not listened to this podcast, I historically have screwed up her name. So anyway, um, so when they throw in a third actress, I do start to hesitate. Um, it is hard to win with more than one actor from the same series nominated. Um, so we've seen in the past, like Game of Thrones nominated four in Supporting Actress a couple years ago, and of course, neither none of them won. Um, the only actor who's ever pulled that off was Peter Dinklage for Game of Thrones, but Peter Dinklage was an anomaly. He's the only actor who ever won for that series. Um, but if anyone can do it, it's Peter, like a Peter Dinklage, it's Julian Anderson. She she is a beloved veteran. Um, she also benefits from the fact that The Handmaid's Tale had four nominated actors, which is even more vote splitting. And there is a scenario that in my mind where the three crown actor actors and the four Handmaid's Tale actors split. And Anjanue Ellis, who I wanted to get nominated, I didn't think she would. She got in. And she's so good in Lovecraft Country, where she comes in and wins just because there's so much vote splitting across the board. So I would watch out for her. And Dowd, you cannot count out. She's won this category before. Helena Bonham Carter is a legend, of course, and a screened, a, a film legend, which they love their film actors. And Yvonne Strahovski apparently had a really great season for The Crown. But I think this is Anderson's to lose, and she should win. Um, although, if Angelina Ellis wins, because, you know, Julia Anderson has, I mean, she has a Emmy, from like the X-Files back in the 90s, Anjuna <laughs> Ellis, who by the way is also, she is the mother of Serena and Venus Williams in that new movie, King Richard, which premiered at Telluride in Venice. Apparently she holds her own against Will Smith and is really, really great. So she could be an Oscar contender this year and she could start off with an Emmy, which would be really great. So real quick, we will go through the rest of those uh, drama series. For writing and directing, I'm predicting the crown for both. I never get them all right. And I always pick the wrong one in the wrong category. So I'm picking both for both, hoping that at least one of them wins um for best guest actor in a dr- drama series you do have some mandalorian folks i would love to see timothy oliphant finally win an emmy for something he's such a good actor for the mandalorian and that one even though it's not his best i mean it's that's just because of the actor but charles dance plays uh lord mountbatten and he dies in this season very tragically for those of you who know that history um blow, blown up in that boat accident from the ira it's not an accident In a terrorist attack from the ira um but he it's his last chance he's a legend of course he was in game of thrones i think he's gonna win and then for guest actors in a drama series Felice Rashad is not winning. Just, no, no. If no. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we were wondering, she did get nominated as I predicted, but she ain't winning. I was kind of going gonna go back to Alexis Bledel for The Handmaid's Tale. She's won this category before. She's bounced every year. She gets nominated. She's either in supporting her guest, depending on how many episodes she's in. But this young star, McKenna Grace, who if you if you saw the picture ever, you would know who she is. She's she's a young actress who was a child actor and now I think she's she's an adult and she's starting to get into these kind of you know heavy heavy roles like like The Handmaid's Tale apparently the the episode she is she just blows it away and so voters clearly watched the handmaid's tale the season they clearly liked it i'm predicting her in an upset all right so let's move on to comedy series no shits creek i know it's so sad why couldn't they have just done a couple more seasons? Well, you're the one who wanted Catherine Hare to win an Oscar. For I still Schitt's think <laughs> she, should, she should win an Oscar not for Shit's Creek. capable, <laughs> but uh, of doing I don't that. see why not. Well, so unfortunately, there's no Shit's Creek. But I did finally catch up with Ted Lasso, and it, it starts off. You got to get into. I'm such a cynical person, so for me, it was like, God, this is so happy. Why am I watching this? I prefer my dark comedies where people die and it's supposed to be funny. Um, but. <laughs> I finally got through Ted Lasso, and it is a joy. It is a joyous series start to finish, Um, and it is the series we need right now. Um, The world is going to you know where in a handbasket, so turn on Ted Lasso for a couple episodes, and it will make you laugh. It will make you feel good. Um, And it also had a second season just conveniently premiered right in the middle of Emmy voting, which was well-received. <laughs> did really well with critics. Um, and so it's just been dominating the headlines right now. I think it's going to win. It does have a major competitor, which is Hacks from HBO Max. Gene um, Smart it did really well. It got three actors in. Um, it did better than actually than expected. But it's a little more cynical, and it doesn't, the buzz for it has died because Ted Lasso's second season premiered, and it's just, like I said, it's just dominated the headlines. I feel like Ted Lasso is getting towards unbeatable, and I think it should win. I think it's the best of the bunch. Um, actor in a comedy series, this is, this is easy. Um, first of all, they let William H. Macy back in. So much for that controversy. <laughs> well, I guess he wasn't the one who went to jail. That was uh, Felicity Huffman. So it also shows how weak this category was. Um, they're like, fine we'll let the criminal back in whatever <laughs> so uh, uh look Sudeikis Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso is so far out front he split some of the midwinter awards with Eugene Levy um but because Schitt's Creek's not returning there is not that challenger I mean Michael Douglas has nominated it's not like they're bad actors Anthony Anderson will never win unfortunately an Emmy probably for blackish he should because he's really really great but I I mean I would be jaw dropped if Jason Sudeikis does not win this in a walk um, so for Best Actress in a Comedy Series, this one is interesting. So I, I have two people that I would love to see win. I was so happy to finally see Kaylee Cuoco get a nomination for an Emmy. She's never been nominated. She's been working for like 20 years on, on television sitcoms and has never, ever been nominated. It was so overdue. And at one point, I would to say that she was the winner. She's the one who could win. Um, but The Flight Attendant did not do as well as expected. It was definitely a muted response. And then Jean Smart, the great Jean Smart, came in with Hacks. And she just bulldozed into this season um and haxes is, is obviously a, a contender for best comedy series it's a big series i think she's it's a great show too i think she's going to win another emmy and i'd be by the way happy with either of them My should win as, as long as one of those two wins i'm going to be happy and actually tracy ellis ross will make me happy as well um i, I cannot be mad that gene smart is one of my favorite actors of all time is getting yet another deserved honor but secretly i'm also hoping kaylee cuoco pulls it off just because i would love to see her win Best Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series, this one is interesting. There's four Ted Lasso guys, and just like we talked about with the Best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series, you get too many contenders, and the everything splits. I think that um, uh, Brett Goldstein is, is, of the four, the most uh, potent contender. I think he has the best chance of winning. He plays the kind of rough guy exterior, but ends up having a soft side, um, and he's a really, really funny actor. Um, there's just too many of them. There's just too many Ted Lasso guys. So I th- I'm actually going to go with one of the Saturday Night Live guys. Saturday Night Live just wins Emmys like like the rest of us eat breakfast. They just they just win all the time. I was going to go with Keenan Thompson for a really long time. He's a veteran. He's overdue for an acting Emmy. He's won an Emmy, but not an acting Emmy. But Bowen Yang has just come blazing into this season of SNL. He's been the zeitgeist this season. He had the most talked-about weekend update appearances. All of his clips have gone viral. The Titanic iceberg. Um, so funny. The funny but also really poignant, um, and I talked about this in the nomination uh, podcast um, bit that he did about the um, attacks against Asian Americans, and and he's of course Asian American, Chinese American, so he's just really, I think he's going to surprise those kind of characters, the characters that have been the most zeitgeist Geisty, I don't think that's a word. Well, we made up votist. So zeitgeisty, zeitgeisty. um, of of the um SNL uh, characters or SNL actors always tends to win. Um, so I'm going with Bo and Yang in an upset, but um, I I I would like to see Keenan Thompson win. I mean, we grew up with. Kenan and Kale and all that, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it would be nice to see him. He also has a really great sitcom on NBC, Kenan, which is coming back for its second season, so that's really great. To finish up the, uh, the comedy categories, the guest actress in a comedy series and guest actor, these two folks won last year, Maya Rudolph and Dave Chappelle. There are four Saturday Night Live guys in... Um, guest actor so Morgan Freeman who's the lone non-Saturday Night Live guy could win but if they're going to pick someone Dave Chappelle's won this category over and over every time he hosts he wins My Rudolph had never won an Emmy and then last year she won twice and I think she's on, now on one of those streaks it's like the Sally Field at the Oscars you like me you really like me once they kind of pick an actor they like they reward it a lot And then they move on. So I think Maya Rudolph's going to win her third very deserved Emmy. Directing in a comedy series. I actually am going for The Flight Attendant because it's the most directorial. And the Susan Beer, who who is the – Suzanne Beer, excuse me, is a well-known actress. She's won, I think, an Emmy before. Um, It's not the the funniest series, but it's very stylish, which often does well in directing. There are three Ted Lasso um, episodes. That, to me, kind of eliminates it. But Hacks – Hacks – really is probably the one most people are predicting, but I think the directors are going to go with the flight attendant. And then for writing in a comedy series, Ted Lasso, there's, there's, um, there's two episodes of Ted Lasso here. I think it can win, though. It'll probably win for the pilot, although I love the episode called Make Rebecca Great Again. It was a really great episode for Hannah Waddingham, which I'll talk about later. And um, I'd also like to give a shout-out to Girls 5 Eva, the show that I really wanted to do well and did not. But it got one great nomination, and that was for its pilot for writing. Uh, the writers always, always make me happy with some cool um, – cool nominations and um it probably won't win but i would like to say that pin one five pin one five did get nominated here and it, it could win the writers like their quirky um and but i think the ted lasso pilot which really is well done is gonna win um so we're gonna move now on to the the tv movie and limited series categories the tv movie category needs to be eliminated because it's a joke um, there is literally one series out of or once see there's no one cares because everyone wants to watch a series if you want to see a movie they'll go watch a movie this is anyway there's only one movie of this bunch that's actually really good and, and that's sylvie's love which is an amazon uh prime production and it has the great tessa thompson in it and it is good um i think it's going to win just because if they're going to pick on quality there's only one option because the other ones are not good. Uncle Frank is sweet. Paul Bettany's really good. At it, and I think he, uh, we'll talk about that for WandaVision later. Um, there's a movie called Oslo. That's not how you, it's Oslo. I wrote it down wrong. Yeah, you also just said this category sucks at the beginning oh. here. <laughs> well, that's what it meant. This, that was it. It does suck. Um, it really does. Oslo, which is the capital of Norway, not also <laughs> with an O, which is just a misspelled word. It's HBO. HBO, lo- they love HBO in this category. It has Andrew Scott and Ruth Wilson, who are really great British actors. It, it was okay. Um, it's the serious one of the bunch. I hope not. I think it's going to be Sylvie's Love, and-, and I think that that's the best ca- the-, the best uh, option. I think it's time for them to combine TV movie and limited series again and up the number of nominations. No TV movie probably everyone would get nominated if they did that, which is probably why they're keeping it separate. But that is because limited series is just packed. So the five nominees this year are great, but you're excluding It's a Sin, which is the um – hbo max aids um uh, drama you're excluding small acts from the amazing steve mcqueen which actually we're able to be able to get in dvd very soon which is really cool you're excluding uh the good lord bird which is a great adaptation with ethan Hawke. so it's one of those things where these five are absolutely fantastic and we're about to get into i don't know who's gonna win but i wish that they would extend these categories because i think that there's a lot of great short form productions happening on tv anthology series those kind of things so limited series i really don't know I don't know, and I looked yesterday at at, um, at a site called Gold Derby to see what the experts were predicting. I kind of had my thoughts of who was going to win. They don't know either. Nobody knows. So there are, I think, four that could win. I'm going to start with the one that I think should win, which is called "I May Destroy You," and it is again an HBO um, Max production. It is brilliant. It's from this brilliant British actress and writer um, called named Michaela Cole, um, and I just I really. Really would love to see that win. It's also a tough series. It's, it's not something that's going to be easily digested by some of these voters. Um, but it did very well. It did very well in terms of nominations. So who knows? Um, it's just hard to gauge this year where these voters are going to go. Are they going to spread the love? Are they going to pile up like one series? I can tell you this, that there will be no surprises in these categories because really anything can happen. Um, so for the for the, the, the main category, I'm sticking with The Queen's Gambit from Netflix. This thing was, it was the, the rage last fall. It was so popular. It, won, it dominated all the winter awards, and I still think it's popular. I still think there are a lot of people who are going to reward it or who are going to want to reward it because it was just so well-liked. I also think that they're going to spread the love. I, I really can't see them just picking one series and just voting it all the way just because there's so much talent and there's so many awesome performances that that don't all fit into one series. So I think the Queen's Game, it's going to win this, but I think it's other things are going to win other categories. Um, Mayor of Easttown is a really interesting one. Kate Winslet, HBO, Evan Peters. um, It has come in really, really strong. It was a late-breaking contender, which sometimes do really well with Emmy voters because it's kind of forefront on their minds. Um, So it could win. The other one that could win is WandaVision, which I thought was pretty good. It's actually a little bit deeper and a little more complex than most of like the Disney Marvel type series and it had really really good actors um and it actually led it had 22 nominations so it was only too shy of the crown the mandalorian for all programs but that's because it's a huge um visual contender so i think i think that it could do well too but i am going to uh i'm gonna bet on on the queen's gambit and i uh, i I hope that the gambit will pay off (laughs) come on that's like the cheesiest dad joke ever i know but i thought it was funny I wrote it so that it would be funny. Anyway, most of my crap's unplanned, but that one I wrote uh, anyway, and it landed with a thud. Um, So uh, for best actor in a TV movie limited series, um, I think Paul Bettany's going to win. This is a really weird category. You have these two Hamilton guys, and look, I love Hamilton, and I don't want to throw away its shot. (sighs) Angelique's going to kill me. She's going to lurch across this this socially distanced (laughs) table and kill me. With our masks on because we know that's what we're doing. Um, so, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a great thing. It was so cool that they filmed it, and it was a. Produ- it wasn't just filming a stage production. They had to really rework how they did it to make it work on film. But it really is still, it's a film production of something that was rewarded on Broadway like four years ago. And so I I love it, and I would love to see Lin-Manuel Miranda or or Leslie Odom Jr. win. And by the way, it could. It it was clearly well-liked by these voters. But something tells me that something else is going to win. And WandaVision really is popular. Paul Bettany is a a very well uh, a received veteran actor. He's done a lot of great roles. He's kind of flown under the radar, um, but he has two big productions this year: Uncle Frank, like I said, and then WandaVision. He's really good in this role, and you kind of get to see him not just be the like robotic character that he normally is with that with that character. Um, so I think he's gonna win. I would love to see Hugh Grant win. He's, he's, you know, Hugh Grant did all those fun romantic comedies back in the day, Four Weddings and a Funeral and Notting Hill and all that kind of stuff. But he's really kind of paved his way with some really great television uh, series lately. And he's good in the series. It did not do very well across the board, which is why I'm kind of pulling back from it. And of course, those Hamilton guys. Um, Leslie Owen Jr. actually won the Tony. So that would be interesting. A lot of folks think that Lin-Manuel Miranda is the stronger contender just because he's a bigger name. And that was the theater group. And the theater groups knew that Leslie Odom was probably the better performer. But this is not the theater group. So I could see one of those two winning. And it probably will be um, Miranda if, it, if it's going to be one of those guys. But I, I'm going with Bettany in kind of a, a surprise. So Best Actress in a TV Movie Limited Series. Um, this one's, again, it's the, you have Anya Taylor-Joy for The Queen's Gambit, who did very, very well in the precursors. She is like one5 out of five like she is right there to win i would love to see of course michaela cole i talked about she's my should win i think she's fantastic but i would not bet against the power of kate winslet she first of all she's fantastic in the series absolutely would be a deserving winner um and like i said mayor of easttown's really coming in strong it could be the upset a lot of people are predicting queen's gambit mayor of easttown could be the one that upsets there um and and she has won an emmy before she of course is an oscar winner she wins when she's nominated she wins an emmy I am I am there seems to be a consensus building around Kate Winslet. It's just like voters can't deny it. And Anya Taylor-Joy Taylor Joy is great, but she's young. She kind of looks like a robot. She's she's very <laughs> talented, but she's scary looking. Um no, she she's a really cool actress. Um, and Michaela Cole of course is is fantastic as well. So there's really not a bad pick. Um but I I'm going with Kate Winslet. It just it just feels like that's what's going to happen. Um, supporting actor in the TV movie limited series I am very happy to make this prediction I love Evan Peters um, he has been doing just quality work for about a decade now young guy um, a lot of HBO productions a lot of uh, uh, FX productions he did a lot of the American horror story um, and he's finally gotten his first Emmy nomination and I think that's really cool he's garnering a lot of buzz going into this but David Diggs is actually the only Hamilton member who also got a sag nod and an Emmy nod and he's but the problem is is that Three Hammy, Hamilton... Ham, Hammy.
1: I must have it Hammy.
0: Hammy guys got in. One was uh, Jonathan Groff, who plays King George III. The other was um, Anthony. Remember Anthony? Anthony. Anthony Ramos. <laughs> Anthony <laughs> Ramos. Um, he got in as well. That hurts to V. Diggs. Again, Maybe if one of them had gotten in, he might have won, but three guys all together, and you have this really strong contender with Evan Peters, I think I think that's going to split the vote. I would also like to see Papa Esiadu. Um, he's really, really great, and I may destroy you. Again, I like the series probably more than Emmy voters do. Um, he's, he, that was a really surprise nomination. I was really, really happy for him. Um, but I think it's going to be Peters with all that Hamilton split. So for best supporting actress in a TV movie limited series, I will say the, and I think anyone, any of us will agree, the best part of *WandaVision* was Catherine Hahn. Did you ever see the series? Yeah, I watched yeah. it. Yeah, she was awesome. And of course, she's the villain. You know, she turns. it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, at this point, like, like. You should have watched it. By either now. have watched it or you know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> because it's the internet. You cannot keep secrets away from the internet um and so i think she's gonna win in, in a walk she really just she has the buzz she's also by the way i love katherine hahn um she is one of those that pops up all over the place in these really great kind of supporting roles and she's never really gotten this this level of recognition and i think it's time i think she's gonna be a really nice win but there are two that i think could be here one is renee elise Goldsberry for hamilton again if hamilton's rolling she won the tony for this role plus she was unceremoniously snubbed for girls five ever i am going to fight for that show to the death someone is it is going to get nominated for emmys at some point it did get renewed so i'm hoping that it's one of those that they see it in its second season um but she can win for for hamilton and if there are some girls five ever fans out there this is the only chance to to recognize her the other one is julianne nicholson an, an actress that's really again one of those veteran kind of character actors that's that this is a really great role for her and let me tell you something if all of a sudden you start seeing like a julianne nicholson win, or you see a Renee Elise Goldsberry win. You know, it depends on how they do the categories. Watch out for a Hamilton sweep or watch out for a Mayor of Easttown sweep. Um, but I think it's going to be Catherine Hahn, and I think she should win. So real quick, the directing in a TV movie, limited series. I'm going with the Queen's Gambit. I think it won the DGA. And then writing, this is where I think they're going to reward uh, Michaela Cole for I May Destroy You. She won the BAFTA TV for this. And if the writers really care about writing, um, this is where they're going to reward. Because it is the best written series of the bunch hands down i don't care if you think i'm wrong i'm right and that's what matters um i'm kidding it, but i do think it's, he's think not it's, kidding he's not kidding no this is the best you have to see this um so just a few of the other categories that are going to pop up uh throughout the night um, and some of them might pop up in the other um the other nights uh best competition series reality competition series they now just call it competition series i don't know why because it's There are no, like, drama competition series involved. It's a reality series. Um, But that would be RuPaul's uh, uh, Drag Race. And I think that it's won so many years in a row, and it's one of those where, I mean, The Amazing Race won, like, a decade in a row before it finally lost to something. I keep waiting for something else to pop up. The one I think that could is called Nailed It with Nicole Byer. It's a really, really... um, really great series, Uh, and I'm not a big reality person, but that one I find fun. But RuPaul Drag Race, I'm I'm also predicting uh, best host for reality program to be RuPaul. Um, It's just been on a streak and it's one of those things where those categories tend to reward the same thing over and over and over again, and then randomly one year they'll switch gears. And I never know when that year's gonna be. So I'm just gonna stick with it until they pick something else. The same thing can be said in the variety series categories. Variety Talk series, last week tonight with John Oliver, it has become the new daily show. When it was Jon Stewart, that thing won like 16 years in a row or something ridiculous. I think Last Week Tonight is going to try to, to match that. Um, it's going to win. I think it's his fifth year in a row. And then Variety Sketch Series. And I love SNL. Everyone loves SNL. It's, it's a great series. It's been on for 112 years. It's been renewed for another 60 years. It, it's a great series. I watch it every Saturday night, just like everyone else in America. But I would love, 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 love to see a Black Lady Sketch Show win this category. There are only two nominees because of the whole number of... Contenders equals the number of nominees. I think these two categories can be combined uh, sooner rather than later. But it is such a good series. It had a great season this year. Robin Thede and her team are just absolutely fantastic. I don't think they can beat the Juggernaut. And then, of course, so the Best Variety Special live, I think it's going to be that Bo Burnham inside. That thing came in. People love that thing. Um, But for the Best Variety Special recorded, of course, it's going to be Hamilton. Of course. That will will be their shot, and they will – they will rise up. Them hammies are going to win. Them hammies are going to win some, some ammies. Some <laughs> Emmys. The, the hammies. That doesn't work. That didn't work. No. <clears throat> that didn't work. All right. Well, that actually is... How much time is that? I mean... It's oh almost God. 30 minutes. Okay. I lied. I really thought I had just just gotten through those in like 15. Poor Angelique's going to be spending the next... Forty-eight hours, having to uh, edit out all my all my ridiculousness, but um, these are the people who I think are going to get voted at the Emmys this year, and I'm really excited. I I, I love this kind of stuff because I love television and film. I think they're great mediums. I you know I'm I'm a librarian. I'm supposed to like books. I mean I read like every once in a while um but i love film and television i think we're in a peak era for that and I like i said the 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 oscar race this year is going to be absolutely fantastic after kind of a muted year because of the pandemic so i'm really excited about that but let's get through these emmys let's celebrate these winners and a lot of these series the crown we're going to be able to get um very soon on dvd here at the library i talked about small acts which isn't nominated for anything but um <laughs> but it is there and i hope we're able to get something that we have lovecraft country already in our collection um And so some of these great nominees, hopefully you can come and see them here, and I suggest that you check them out. And we will, see us, we will see you all next time. Thank you again, Angelique, for having me here on Gaston Speaks. For Andrew, really, 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 really really likes award shows. Um, you're going to have to edit out some of those, really. No. No, you're not. I, I, I mm-hmm. regret doing, no, that. doing um, that. I do really like award shows because I love celebrating the things that I love. And this is celebrating, whether these are my favorite series or not, it's about celebrating a medium that is, is very pervasive and very popular. So I, I suggest you check out the Emmy. Cedric, the entertainer's hosting. He's great. Um, he's always a good time. So we will see you probably soon for the Oscar nominations, and continue to listen to Gaston Speaks. It's available on all the major podcasting uh, sites, and we enjoy, uh, we, we're happy to be here, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, and just a quick shout-out for a new blog that the library has, yes. gastonlibrary.blogspot.com We're going to post the predictions there. You're going to get those up, yeah. So we hope to see their Comment with your predictions if you want. Yes. That would be great. That'd be fun, yeah, I'd like that. Okay, thank you for <laughs> listening. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.